0: Welcome back to Glitchcast. We got a little shorter episode here for you. We got a mini episode. Um, We'll have a little Valentine's Day special uh, with all the news and trailers and stuff coming on Valentine's Day. Uh, But for this, we're going to talk about Cloverfield Paradox, which got sort of surprise released the day after this, or no, right after the Super Bowl, I should say, Um, last week. Um, This is the third Cloverfield movie in the universe, uh, I guess, if you want to call it that. Basically, nothing was coming out. Uh, no one was really entirely sure if Netflix owned it. Uh, Paramount made it, um, and then Netflix sort of circled it like they wanted to have it. And then a trailer dropped, and it said, stream it tonight. Um, and so we watched it, and we want to let you know our thoughts on it, because uh, is a pretty interesting universe. And, I I mean, we both loved the first two, two Cloverfield movies, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, things might be a little different now. <laughs> um, so, basically, the... Glowfield Paradox. Uh, The synopsis here. Orbiting a planet on the brink of war um, because they are running out of energy. Uh, Scientists test a device to create unlimited energy. Basically called this, uh, what was it called? The Shepard Accelerator or something like that. Um, And end up face-to-face with a dark alternate reality. Basically, let me just say this right off the bat. It's going to be spoilers the entire time. Um, It's kind of hard not to talk about it without spoilers. Um, Loaded Cast. Gugu mbatha Bra, who was from uh, the San Gino Pero episode of Black Mirror. David Yellowo, who played Martin Luther King Jr. Daniel Broll. Uh, John Ortiz, he's in other stuff. Chris O'Dowd. Elizabeth Debicki, who was like the gold lady in Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Denal Logue is in there as, a, as like a conspiracy truther kind of guy. Uh, man, I like don't even know where to start with this. What What does you think about the movie?
1: Overall, I was super hyped, obviously, as soon as this hit. You and I have been talking about this for weeks. We couldn't wait for it to drop. We love Cloverfield 1 and 2. And I didn't really expect this to be the movie that attempts to tie the two together. So when it started to do that, I was like, okay, they really... So Because when, when they made 10 Cloverfield Lane, they were saying it's like a brother of the Cloverfield movie. They never really said this is part of the universe. So when they started to go mm-hmm. in this direction of this is what makes these mini-verses and this is how movie one and two happened, just like, okay, they really are making a Cloverfield cinematic universe. As I was watching, I thought visually it was great. I thought the CG was on point. The uh, the surround sound in my uh, theater room was fantastic. The sound of that machine firing up was really cool. A lot of times, there were a lot of times where sound design was really great, but story-wise, it started off I think good in the first act, but by the second act, stuff started to get pretty convoluted, and that's where the movie started to have its issues. Overall, though, I liked it. I think probably better than you did, and um, it's probably sitting at like a B, B minus for me. Um, What about you? Like overall thoughts?
0: Um. Yeah, I can agree with you. Uh, for the most part. I didn't like it at all. Um, I thought it was a mess. Um, I didn't like that it was trying to explain the other Cloverfield movies yeah. because the whole idea, and especially this is what J.J. Abrams said when after the first after Ten Cloverfield Lane came out, it was like he just wants to get these movies that are like a little bit more out there that aren't getting made these days. Um, he just wants to get them made by slapping that name yeah. on, and um, you know somehow connecting it, whether that's in like theme-wise or, um, you know, like little Easter eggs and stuff, I'm fine with that. But when they when they decided to outright just try and explain the universe, I didn't like that. And this movie, I think, might have been fine if they didn't do that because they really shoehorned it in. Um, I think the movie works without doing that, but because there's scenes set back on Earth, um, those, I think, pretty clearly feel like reshot things that were added in after the fact or like during production, once they were like at, they decide this was going to be a Cloverfield yeah. movie. And I think the earth scenes are the ones that don't work as well. So I, I just don't like the, the fact that they're trying to connect this universe. I liked it better when it was sort of like an anthology or twilight zone kind of thing where these are standalone stories, but they have a similar tone and theme and idea going yeah. on. Um, I thought 10 Cloverfield lane was like one of the best movies of whatever, two years ago, last year. Um, and I love Cloverfield. I don't need it explained to me and I don't it, it's almost not even fully explained to me it's more like here is probably what it is but we're not going to outright tell yeah. you even though that's sort of what the movie sets out to do it kind of makes even the trailer was like this happened 10 years ago find out why and it's like well technically you really don't and that kind of pissed yeah, me
1: yeah they they almost gave you more questions after seeing it than answers it really yep. didn't lay anything out it just muddled the waters even more as far as the Cloverfield Cinematic Universe. And I think they did what... Yeah. They kind of did what Ryan Murphy did with American Horror Story. Ryan Murphy, was he was vehemently saying that American Horror Story each season was legit its own thing. They do not connect at all. Stop looking for ties. And then by season like 5, 6, he just tied them all together. So, yeah. Like, J.J. Abrams and some of the, you know, the, the people who are writing these things were like, These are not part of the same universe. They're related in a way. But stop looking for the ties. They tried to do it, muddled the waters more. Yeah. Story wise in Cloverfield Cinematic Universe, it sucked. I didn't like what I saw. But I did like yeah. the movie. I liked the ride. I liked the cast. I like some of the humor work for me, some of the horror worked for me, but then again, that the tone was all over the place.
0: I yeah, I just didn't I didn't like it at all. Um, I think it was It was, like, it was drawing all these parts from other sci-fi movies, like Sunshine, Event Horizon, uh, Life from, like, last year. I I mean, it was probably already made by them, but, like, it was very similar. When that Um, Russian was on
1: the table, I was like, his stomach better not explode. Like, do not copy Alien this hard.
0: Yeah, and just, like, drawing all these things, but, like, doing it to such lesser effect. And, like, all those movies are... Those movies are their own movies. They're, they don't fit in with these other movies. Just because you're, you're making a sci-fi movie on a space station doesn't mean you have to pull every sort of other space station movie that has different tones or different themes in it and put it into this movie. I didn't like it. Um, I didn't like how they did that. I think it would have worked fine if they really didn't try to connect it, if they focused on this sort of crazy idea where you you the Earth just disappears. You end up in an alternate reality. But again, they they also kind of made the rules weird. What were the rules of this alternate reality? Was why why did why did Chris Dowd or Dowd lose his arm and then his arm is all of a sudden like sentient and knows what's happening because it's in another universe, is from another universe? Like so what was that? That didn't make sense. I watched
1: uh, a video that apparently tries to tie some of this together. So people had questions. About the arm, why did the arm become sentient? They had questions, why did the room suddenly fill up with water? They had questions about why all of a sudden did Chris Chris, Chris Dowd or O'Dowd? I think it's
0: it's O'Dowd.
1: Why did the magnets all of a sudden, or why did the things have a life of their own and uh, magnetize and kill him? And why did that room all of a sudden become crazy magnetic? So with the arm thing, apparently, yes, it was being controlled in the alternate dimension by his character. That it but how, wasn't, did, how
0: would he know what's going on he, in this He other- didn't.
1: I don't think he knew. That's Obviously, the, the arm doesn't have eyes. That's why it was just crawling around, and then finally was like, okay, if anybody's watching, I'm going to try and emulate writing. I'm not making excuses. These are just... The things that okay. people have yeah, said. Yeah. And oh, the well. second thing with the water is, in the other universe, the shepherd was now crashing into the ocean. Mm-hmm. And then the magnets was, this is hours later, and a giant magnet machine is pulling the shepherd out of the water. That's why in this universe everything got magnetized. So there are some answers. They might be far-reaching, um, but this is just things that I've read.
0: I also didn't like how, like, just because this dude had worms in him, he started going crazy? The, the Russian dude? Yeah.
1: No, no, no. He started going crazy because... In the rift of this art, uh, parallel dimension, he essentially, the minds started to merge from oh, what I've read. That's, to merge, but yeah, okay.
0: but it was, that was just wild. That was a very sunshine esque thing. Like the the third act of Sunshine is like one of the characters turns into a yeah. fucking like demon, nightmare crazy demon, person, yeah. and like, that's like what I felt was happening. And then they just did the alien thing where worms exploded out of him. Mm hmm and then like how like why like it was just oh my god and then why why on this spaceship is there the the one thing that makes it run why is there only one of it and why did it end up inside him
1: one and so it's just so i'm weird. playing devil's advocate here one it might be an incredible piece of technology that is super hard to make so they only have one of and two yeah i've read that you know maybe the the gyro or gyro machine yeah. had warped into him later after he had died
0: there's just there's just I will too be many the Cloverfield
1: apologist. That's just fine, yeah. just so that we have discussion here. <laughs> I'll go to there's bat just, for there's it. There's
0: just too there's just too many things in this movie that. Are the the answer is chalked up to, well, that's what happens when there's parallel yep. universes. And, that, and it's like, I don't like that as an answer. That's the problem. Especially when you're telling me that you're going to explain something else, and then you're, the, the only explanation is, well, there's a parallel universe. And
1: that's the problem. That's the problem with parallel universes and time travel. They're really hard movies to make. They're really tricky because you start messing with time and space, and either... So that, that was one of Chris Dowd's lines, is when he loses his arm... He goes, ah, what? I don't know the rules now, and that's what I felt like. I don't like this movie. Doesn't have rules. It can do whatever it wants, anything plot wise. With time travel, people can always come back to life. Things like that. It's just really tricky when you go down that road. So, yeah, the movie didn't really pull it off.
0: I also didn't like Elizabeth Debicki being like. Uh, like a like a saboteur there at the end i like kind of felt it building and she was just like so she was she wasn't good in this movie she was like one of the worst performances she was just just a deadpan the entire time and i felt it building but i didn't feel like it was earned it didn't really make sense Mm -hmm. um i guess like ultimately it did but i just like when it was building up i was like oh my god just like you're gonna do this now
1: so we've went over just kind of overall i have some likes and didn't likes do you okay
0: uh, I don't have specifics. I didn't. I, there, there's like maybe one or two things that I like.
1: I really liked when she was stuck in the wall. That I don't know if you've heard of the Philadelphia experiment. Have you heard of that?
0: Yeah. So yeah. that
1: it really reminded me of that. And I, once it went that way, I was like, cool. I hope it keeps this tone. But then it didn't. But yeah. that scene was horrific and really cool.
0: Oh no! Yeah, that was the sound was, she uh... was making
1: was like a goddamn banshee. Like that was terrifying. I was hoping it was more alien or something else. But opening that. That wall was kind of one of the coolest shots in the movie. A lot of shock factor yeah. there.
0: Yeah. Um, I think the only other thing I liked was uh, Chris O'Dowd's humor at points. Yeah. He did have some sort of lines that I rolled my eyes at. But what are you
1: talking like, about arm?
0: Yeah. Like like when like when he did like when they did like hear the arm crawling and he's like, "That's my fucking arm," yeah. and I was like, "That was just like so perfect" because he didn't try and like get like outlandish or cartoonish with it. It was just like a dead delivery, and that like made it work pretty well. Um, why did his arm though? I didn't like this. His arm once it was like cut off, like the shoulder part of it. Yeah. Why did it look like this, like weird, like thing from like a cartoon? It was like it was like those like meat yeah. hammocks things from like. And um, why didn't from, like, the it hurt, And
1: why didn't it bleed? I, yeah, I, 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 I don't know. Um, <laughs> I also really liked the death where she gets frozen. I thought that was really cool. It reminded me of. Fun. You haven't watched Lost, but there's a certain death in Lost that is very similar to... I've seen Lost. You have? Mm-hmm. Well, I won't ruin it for other people, but there's a, a certain death that also involves being in a room full of water. And I thought that was a good callback to that. Um, I didn't like the fact that they create this space-time rift, and their one solution to getting back to their Earth is let's just fire it again and see what happens. Like, if we fire it again, everything will be okay. Like, no. You, you already ruined space-time by firing it once. You think by firing it again, it's just going to flip-flop and everything's going to be great? Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't like that there was a religious dude on the ship. Like, you're going upstairs, or you're going to space with some of the smartest minds in the universe, and one guy's religious? Okay. Um,
0: <laughs> I, yeah, I... I liked the characters, I liked the ensemble, but in a way, it felt like too much of an ensemble movie yeah. the, it, like each character didn't have enough time devoted to it it was also why was the uh why was the the asian woman like the only person that couldn't speak another language but everyone else could speak like could speak mandarin like fluently that was yeah. wild yeah um it, they just like didn't really devote enough time to these characters to make it pay off especially with uh the lead gugu Mbatha-Ra. just she had the most like probably emotionally resonant story but it didn't resonate with me it didn't really work it wasn't like as powerful because they didn't devote enough time to it and it was still it was bogged down by this constant tone changing and that Mm -hmm. really bothered me i think it would have worked better if they centered it around her more or just set it on on the spaceship instead of having having to jump back to the earth so we can connect it to like the first cloverfield movie
1: Definitely. I mean, there were tropes in this movie, too. Really, the captain going down with the ship called that yeah. a mile away.
0: Yep.
1: Um, we've seen that, uh, you know, oh, let's leave the airlock. And then, nope, I lock the airlock and go, you know, it's Armageddon. It's been in yeah. countless movies. Didn't like that. And then, yeah, who, the blonde lady, I forgot her name, the kind of parallel dimension person mm-hmm. that was on the other crew, but not this one. She's just like, you're really asking me why I'm doing this? If you could save the lives of eight billion people, wouldn't you? Doesn't she realize that by doing this, she's dooming the other 8 billion people? Either way, she's killing 8 billion people by not working together to figure this shit out. At least Gugamabathu yeah. Raw's character tries to save the other worth by sending them the schematics of the shepherd. I don't know, man. Um, and then the only other thing is I didn't really like that the metal glue that Chris Dowd was using kind of became alive and horrifically that killed him. That made no sense to me. The only thing I saw on the internet was maybe what he was using had, like, nanotechnology and it was activated and just tried to latch on to the other closest thing since it was something that he was putting on something, activating it, and then it tightens. I don't know. That was just the one – there was a guy on this forum I was reading that was just apologizing for everything and just, like, coming up (laughs) with these insane answers to all these questions, and that's what I saw about that one. (laughs) I have two other tiny bits. um, it was funny seeing the Silicon Valley girl in the news interview. Did you notice that?
0: Oh yeah, yeah. And
1: she's actually the same person that comes and bangs on comes and bangs on the window in Ten Cloverfield
0: mm-hmm. Lane. I didn't realize that. Um, Donald Logue, who is like in that interview as mm-hmm. like the conspiracy theorist kind of guy or whatever, um, his he has the same last name as John Goodman's character from Yeah, 10 Cloverfield yeah.
1: Land. I watched a, a video that basically said that it is his brother. Um, there's, there's a bunch of ARG games and mm-hmm. little mini marketing campaigns that tie a lot of this together. Um, and then yeah, the only other thing that I, I don't think this is an Easter egg or anything, but it was funny that the little girl that's on the planet, um, that the guy kind of rescues her name in real life is Clover. Interesting. Part of it's all part of the experience, all part of the ARG
0: something something uh that that part confused me they did not whoever edited this movie out of their mind um everyone in this movie out of their mind uh when he like rescues that little girl at one point it, then they, it starts to feel like oh is she supposed to be um this parallel universe girl that was stuck in the wall is that her grown up but she's like grown up in the parallel universe that's kind of like what i got and then yeah. there's one moment where i was like oh okay so this is exactly what it is because i couldn't remember any goddamn name in that movie yeah um there's one part where it's like it's like it, it, it's the little girl and it's like zoomed in on her face and then it cuts. It's a direct cut to the <laughs> other woman, like with the same look on her face, looking out the window. And it's like, are they supposed to be the same person? Why are <laughs> you doing this? And they're all. not. And then they're not wow. the same person. It's just wild. So that really annoyed me. I just God, this movie's just all over the place. And it, it, what gets me even more angry is the fact that they did do this sort of connected universe thing. So now all the future Cloverfield movies. Feel like they have to be connected to this. They have somehow.
1: to be, yeah. They have to shoehorn in a direct connection. Yeah, yeah. 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 However, I don't think it's going to be that. It'll be still loose as hell because there are multiverses now. You can make whatever you want. There's no rules. I don't. Yes, I think it gives them more creative freedom on how they want to shoehorn it in. Just because anything can happen now.
0: <sighs> I just, I just don't like it. Uh, Let's talk only-
1: about the very, the very end end because I have thoughts about. The final scene of this movie. Oh,
0: like the final like ten seconds. Yes. Um. Yeah, that was cool. Uh, that was nice. Uh, to get a Cloverfield movie and then see the, like a grown up Clover. Um. Yeah. But also like that. That's that's not the Clover from the Cloverfield movie. No,
1: it I actually, be. I actually sighed when I saw that. There were, I think, there were enough ties to the movie. I really liked the shot where the hospitals destroyed and you see the shadow of a giant. Oh, monster. yeah, that was awesome. I didn't feel like we needed giant Cloverfield bursting through the clouds, the clouds screaming. And yeah, the question is, is that an adult one? Or in this universe, are they just way bigger? Why is it taller than the clouds when in Cloverfield 1, it's barely taller than buildings?
0: That's another thing is like it it, by them showing Clover, the Clover monster at the end, it's like another insult to the audience. This whole movie is an insult to the audience. It's like, oh, you guys can't understand that these Cloverfield movies are are connected. Okay, well, this whole movie is going to be us explaining that we created parallel universes and that's why these movies are movies. It's like, we don't need that. We know they're movies and they're just connected by name and theme. And then it's just like, oh, actually, remember, just in case you didn't realize that this is a Cloverfield movie, here's the monster from the first one, all grown up or gigantic or whatever, just in case you didn't realize that this is a Cloverfield movie and this is why the Cloverfield movie happened. It's like, we're not that fucking stupid. Also, let's
1: set 15 minutes of the movie in a bunker, just like 10 Cloverfield Lane. Yeah. Yeah, they didn't (sighs) need to spoon feed us the connections. Like, we're smart enough. Um, Overall, though, I still had fun with it.
0: (laughs) I still still give it like a B-. Not a chance. Um, I give it a D plus.
1: <laughs> okay, worth a watch. Obviously, if you like sci fi, if you like the Cloverfield universe, um, let us know your thoughts though.
0: Yeah. Uh, two more things that I want to talk about sure. quick. Um, basically, I would say the coolest thing to come out of this was how Netflix legitimately did not have any. There was no marketing, and then Netflix just dropped it. That is a Power really move. cool thing to do. That's awesome. Although it worries me that Netflix is doing this because um, are they just gonna are they just gonna be like a, the straight to DVD?
1: Are they becoming a dumping ground, century
0: or whatever? Yeah, like is that what this is going to be? Which kind of worries me. Um, I don't really like that, but it's cool that they did that. They should like that would be awesome if like even if it was a movie that was in theaters, which is logistically not possible to really do. Mm -hmm. Um, but if they like if I saw a trailer for something tonight and then it was like in theaters Wednesday. I'd be like, "Oh, that's sweet. Let's I want to go see that right away." That's yeah, awesome. Yeah. It
1: was really cool. It really made me want to watch it after the Super Bowl, but I was too full and drunk to 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 do that.
0: Yeah. Um and then so the next one, this is confirmed, is going to be called Overlord. It's going to be set in World War II. Um, Wyatt Russell, Kurt Russell's son, um, and then the Giovanna Depo, who is the 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 son, the African American son from The Leftovers, uh, are basically U.S. troops that get dropped behind enemy enemy lines uh, in world war Two, whatever and then something happens some sort of paranormal type of thing is going on which sort of harkens back to uh john goodman's brother in this one saying like monsters aliens demons and it's like so people are thinking like that this one is going to be the demons aspect because we got monsters and aliens already um yeah do, how do you feel about do, i'm more excited for this one i think the idea sounds really cool i think it should be pretty fun um i i i have more faith in this one because i think from the start before production it was going to be a cloverfield movie yeah so this will be the first one that they're doing where from before the movie started getting made it was known to be a cloverfield movie so they don't have to shoehorn these things in that feel out of place in another script so that makes me a little bit more excited for this um I just hope that they're not doing the same thing where they're just like,
1: oh, remember, this is a Cloverfield movie. Except for Cloverfield 1, which was written to be uh, a Cloverfield movie, I think. (laughs) I hope that. Yeah, um, yeah, totally hyped for this one. Just because I think setting-wise, it'll be far different than what we've seen so far. You know, the first three, we kind of have the same color palette, kind of the same look to these. Mm This will be completely different. And yeah, the fact that it was written from the ground up, awesome
0: pretty pumped um yeah so that's a d plus for Cloverfield paradox for me a b b minus for go you b minus okay yeah. um so that is streaming on netflix right now you can watch it immediately thank you for listening let us know what you thought about Cloverfield paradox we'd love to hear some more thoughts uh especially if you liked it i want to know why people liked it um <laughs> if there's <laughs> any legitimate reasons outside of what andy has already stated um remember to like subscribe comment share retweet post uh, all that fun stuff, and uh, tune in on Wednesday for our special Valentine's Day podcast, which has movies and trailers and then a couple special segments.